Sunday, December the 25th. Welcome to this Burlington Audio Podcast. We hope you will be encouraged and inspired in your faith as you listen to this message. We'd love to hear what you think. Please be in touch with us through the website. More information and many more podcasts are all at burlingtonbaptist.org.uk. Thanks for listening. As Claire said at the beginning, we're continuing to think about this whole theme of rain. What's it like when God's rain comes to our lives? What does it mean to talk about the rain of God coming at Christmas? When the angels spoke to Mary, and when the angels spoke to Joseph in a dream, there was a strict instruction about the name. You are to call this baby Jesus. Names are sometimes hard to choose. Arguably, choosing the name is why you need nine months of pregnancy in order to get it right. Choosing the name could be why God spent several thousand years in the Old Testament until he could make up his mind on the name. I want you to turn to the people around you. If you are deciding on a name for someone, what are the factors that you think about when you're thinking of choosing a name? Off you go. Great. Okay. Share with me some of the factors that are involved in choosing the name. Margaret. Sorry? There is a kind of instinctiveness about names, isn't there? Some you like. And, and why do you not like some names? Association? Because you know somebody? School teachers have it bad, don't they? Whether you're what? Whether I'll like it. Yeah, absolutely. You always know someone with that name that puts you off it, I find. What other, what other factors about names? What the initial, absolutely, what the initials spell. You've got to be careful with that one, haven't you? We, we, we got into a bit of trouble with that. Katie? 
what it can be abbreviated to. Some people give names because they think they cannot be abbreviated or, or because they anticipate what the abbreviation might be. Anything else? Vibes. Vibes. Come on. Intuition. What about how you spell it? Can it be shortened? Yeah, we've had that abbreviations. Can it be shortened? How do you spell it? How do you pronounce it? Are you giving someone a life sentence of, uh, of always having to spell their name? <laughs> Some people are real feeling right now about what's in the... Uh, any funny names that you're aware of? We know, we know some, someone called Hollywood. There was someone who worked for the council in Ipswich called Bob Slay. Noah James Bond. We know Iona Hill. Come on, help me out. You must know some. Barney. I can't possibly say that. <laughs> uh, I know someone called Cherry Pie. We've got, we've got a client who changed his name to Ram Jam Funky Boogaloo Smythe. Because <laughs> that's easy, right? What do you call a lady with one leg? Eileen, thank you very much. What do you call a man in a co- cooking pot? Stew, well done. What do you call a man under a car? What do you call a woman with a boat on her head? This is good. I like this one. Maud. You know this one. What do you call a man with a spade in his head? Doug. Without a spade in his head? Douglas. Hi, Douglas. Welcome to all of you. So after all of that thought that's going on in heaven about the name, you are to give him the name Jesus. It was a very strange, at first glance, choice because it was incredibly ordinary. The name Jesus was to a penny. And one of the factors might be, how many other children do you know already have that name? Well, in Jesus's class or in Jesus's village, there would have been lots of them called Jesus. It was so almost predictable. And, and yet we might have imagined that when God chose a name for his son, he would have chosen a name that would have stood out. A name that would have kind of reinforced how powerful and big and impressive and mighty this Jesus actually was. A a name that had either letters before uh, his name, a H-R, a H-R-H at least, or something, a special designation or a title that would announce truly who he was was and yet it was such an ordinary name when the mayor comes to Ipswich comes to Ipswich comes to Burlington we get all kinds of instructions 
about how we are to introduce them. Titles, designations, in order to announce something big and special and important. In contrast to all of that, name this baby Jesus. Why? Why were there no titles? And why were there no special designations? And why was there not like a fanfare kind of a name? A name, you know the kind of names when you go, ooh, that's posh. Why something so ordinary? You see, titles and uh, letters and designations, they don't create closeness, they emphasize distance. If you were to go to His Royal Highness, King Charles III, you would have all sorts of things that you had to do and things that you certainly mustn't do and the way that he should always be addressed in order to remind you all of the time that there is something very distinct. There is a separateness between monarch and subject. But when God came to earth, he removed all titles He removed all designations and he said quite simply, just call me Jesus. God was making it personal. You see, if you went to visit the king and you did all of that stuff and at the end of it, he said, you know what, just call me Charles or maybe Charlie. Just call me Charlie. You would rush out of that palace knowing that something different had happened in the relationship. In the same way that in other scenarios, we might call someone Mr. or Mrs. or you might say the Reverend Harris, as if you would ever say that. And I might then say, hey, you know, do you know what? Just call me Simon. And you would feel so special because I gave you the right to call me Simon. In so much, in such a greater way, when God came to earth, He said, you know what, just call me Jesus. Because I want it to be real. I want to be close. I want it to be personal. Just call me Jesus. Ordinary. But it was also an extraordinary name. For a number of reasons. Not least because the name Jesus meant rescuer and saviour. Literally, liberator. And Jesus... Our Jesus is the only one who truly lived up to his name. But it was also extraordinary. It was also extraordinary because in that simple designation of a name, Jesus, in the ordinariness, God was saying, I am here. I'm no longer hidden. I'm no longer behind a castle wall or a bulletproof motorcade. I'm here with you in the ordinary. I'm here in your marriage. I'm here in your family. I'm here in your neighborhood. I'm here in your home. I'm here in your amazing and your awful days. The extraordinary God has come into our ordinary, no longer distant, but with us. And the the amazing thing about who God is, despite all his power, that could so easily overwhelm us. He comes as a baby because he comes with an invitation. 
He's not going to force himself upon us. He's not going to bring his reign to our lives by some kind of force or some kind of uh, a pressure or authority. But he comes with the gentleness, the openness, the invitation of a baby. And we read that to all who received him, to all who said yes to him, to all who said yes to his reign, to all who believed to put their trust in him, he gave them the right to become part of his family. He gave them the right to become children of God. That's what God's reign is like. It comes gently and openly and invites us to know God personally and to know that whatever day we have, he's close, he's here, he's with us.